This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite, hosted by superfan and actual know-it-all Kyle Armstrong on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Welcome to a brand new year of the Forward Bite Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong, coming to you from the Speed Sport Headquarters studio in Mooresville, North Carolina. Man, hopefully everyone had a great Christmas and a happy new year. I know I did. It was uh, just pretty laid back. Just got to just got to relax a little bit, and that's that's what's good about it. So, but man, we're back full bore. I mean, a lot of racing coming up in the future. Uh, today, I'm going to talk to 2020 National 100 champion at East Alabama Motor Speedway, Joseph Joyner. We'll catch up with his team. The latest and the popular Hunt the Front YouTube channel, selling t-shirts, what the future holds, and much more. And then after that, we'll go to the phone lines and talk to one of the busiest men behind the scenes in motorsports and a really good friend of mine, Mr. Kelly Carlton. He's got the Wild West shootout going on in Arizona next week. Screvin Motor Speedway's Winter Freeze, the Ultimate Super Late Model Series, the SCDRA series, the Bristol Dirt Nationals, and I'm sure I'm leaving out something. So he's got a busy docket in front of him in the next couple of months. So I want to get his uh, preview on what's coming up. But a little bit of news I'll run by you before we call before we uh, call up the first guest today. Pierce McCarter won the very first Super Late Model Race of 2021 this weekend at 4:11 in the Hangover on Saturday. Rough track, man race of attrition only five cars finished riley hickman had a really nasty crash earlier on and uh in some of the uh heat racings there and he was okay uh cory hedgecock led early until he hit a rut took a bad bounce and he pulled off the track mccarter was driving the master built house car it's really neat to see uh master built go back to victory lane they've kind of struggled and not hit on much the last couple of years. I know they've got a good race car, but they just they just really haven't hit on it. And it's really good to see them bounce back and get a win like that to start the year off. So hopefully it's a good year to come for the master built team. Cody Mallory joining forces with Bobby Pierce to be Pierce's crew chief for the season. I didn't see that one coming. I don't think a lot of people did. Uh, I read a little bit into that. Bob's turning 70 soon and he's looking to semi-retire a little bit come off the road full-time and he's going to focus on the chassis business and and that's 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 pretty good i mean it gives him a chance to uh to get somebody like cody that's really an expert to come in and and uh, cody said you know bobby will win a couple of races so it'll be you know it's guaranteed to have a good successful deal there uh, Stuart Friesen is going to be making his super late model debut January 22nd and 23rd in the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series season opener All Tech Raceway in Florida in a Longhorn chassis. That's a pretty big deal. I think uh, Stuart will probably run pretty good in that super late model. I know he'll have all the right stuff and the right components to be up toward the front, and uh, I look for him to be right in the mix for sure. Uh, Ricky Weeks uh, retired. He was probably last time i checked he was the winningest driver at cherokee speedway five-time carolina clash hall of famer i grew up watching ricky weeks race just about every weekend and uh, he was always whenever you saw him pull in the in the pits that evening you knew he was going to be a threat to win or you know most of the time he probably would win so uh yeah he you hate to see him kind of hang up the helmet but it's it's you know it's expected i mean he 
had a rough bout with COVID there and uh, glad he uh, got through the other side of that. And he just wants to spend more time with his family. I'd like to maybe get Ricky on the show here in the next couple of months or so and get him to kind of recap his career. I mean, it was a really good one. I think he's, he would have some good stories. So maybe we can get him on. Uh, we'll try to work on that. Uh, this coming weekend, I plan on heading down the Cherokee Speedway for the Dry Dean Extreme Dirt Car Series. Got a pretty good points battle going on with Chris Madden and Kyle Strickler battling it out for the points. Uh, it should be a pretty good regional show. I look forward to it. A lot of divisions on tap. Uh, the weather looks pretty decent for, for Saturday, so come on out if you're in the area. And then also the Talladega Short Track, the Ice Bowl. I don't plan on going down to the Ice Bowl, but I've always wanted to go to that race. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a good one this weekend. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of cars will be there. If you like late model racing, they're going to have like five classes of late models. So definitely get down there and check that one out if you can. And I also want to make a mention to, I want to wish a friend of the show and former former guest of the show, Nick Hoffman. He was on the second episode of the Forward Bike Podcast. And he's going to be making his Chili Bowl debut next week at Tulsa, Oklahoma. So good luck to Nick. I think he'll run, I think he'll impress some people out there and run pretty good. So, uh, uh, we hope to see him toward the front. Coming up, we'll go to the phone lines and talk to Joseph Joyner. This is the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. On the phone line today, we've got a special guest on the line, Joseph Joyner out of Milton, Florida. He's been racing for about 10 years or so, maybe maybe more. Maybe he'll let us know, but man, he's uh, really come on the scene these last couple of years and started to click off a couple of big wins and super late model racing to make a name for himself. And I wanted to get him on the show just so he could tell us a little bit about himself and uh, what he's got coming on in the future. So what's going on, Joseph? Oh man, not a whole lot. Just a Monday evening. I hear you, buddy. Well, I, I really do enjoy you guys' videos on YouTube and I... You know, I was going back and I found one on there that was uh, that went way back, and they did a little thing with you on the news or something, and you you started doing uh, you started racing. You you grew up in a racing family. I mean, you and your brothers are all involved with it heavily, and your dad raced, so I'm sure you were you grew up at the racetrack just like a lot of us did. And and then whenever I guess he got ready to hang his helmet up, you got the chance to drive, and you've been doing it ever since, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I guess yeah, definitely. We've, we've uh we definitely grew up in it like uh when i was born uh back in 1993 my uh, my dad was racing and was actually racing the night i was born <laughs> um so yeah. um he was he was late getting to the hospital um, but he made it just in time i guess so but yeah we've been doing it for uh you know for my whole life that's that's for sure yeah i hear you man yeah you uh then you got so this past these past couple of years you've kind of so you kind of started racing the super late models and gotten uh, made a name for yourself. I mean, this YouTube channel you guys have got, Hunt the Front, uh, you uh, you and your brothers just started that up. And I mean, it seems like you guys got just as many T-shirts out there as Scott Bloomquist. So tell us a little bit about how that came about. Yeah, it's it's crazy, really. Like, uh, we, we none of us really, you know, had this, you know, had this planned or really even expected anything like this to happen it's just um I, a couple a uh, couple years ago back when we first started um it's been i think this february will be two years ago now that we uh, started the videos but um you know a guy that goes to the track with us said you know what it'd be cool if y'all could you know just video what you do during the week and and your trip to the track and you know i think a lot of people would find it interesting and 
and he really, you know, obviously he was right. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just, just wild how it all went. Um, I don't know if we got lucky or if we just need to count our blessings or what, but, um, it just, it just went our way there with the YouTube and, um, definitely put us in a, a lot better place, uh, to, to race and give us a lot of opportunities that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really neat. I mean, that's something that I think this sport had a void there, and you guys uh, and you guys are filling that void. I mean, I was just watching the other night; you were pulling a motor out of a out of your pulling your crate motor out of one car and putting it in the other. And and for some reason, like, I don't know why, but I just found it oddly satisfying just the way y'all present yourself, and it was fun to watch. And I don't think I would watch anything like that. It just for some reason, you guys do a good job of. Uh, gaining my attention and a lot of things on the internet uh you only want to watch you know for 15 seconds and you're done with Mm -hmm. it but you guys will put a 20 minute video out there and i mean dad gum it's really good i mean it is yeah well that's all my brother um jonathan he's you know he's always been like a good storyteller he's kind of was always good at writing stories and um you know getting his uh ideas out and everything um and he you know that's all with the video editing and stuff he just you know we just come in there like the other night in the shop we just were changing the motor like any anybody else would have you know um, just goofing around and and tightening bolts and stuff like that and you know jonathan has the camera on and he gets the footage he needs and then edits edits it down into something that people might would want to watch and he, he does a, a really fantastic job with that and uh you know that's 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 what he gets paid the big bucks for <laughs> <laughs> i hear you well i mean i think it's neat because it shows people uh you know the general public and and also other racers uh you know this is this is a hard this is a really tough sport to be involved with i mean it's a it's a lot of work i mean I've, i'm probably taking you away from doing something tonight by, by this interview right here but there's a lot of work that goes into this racing isn't there man there's more work than than what we even uh do honestly like it's just uh i mean what you see on the videos ain't the half of it and then you know it's even our team we don't do near as much as what we need to do you know to be at the level we want to be at so there's a you know it's it's a full-time job you know plus some and you know you gotta have you gotta have help and you gotta have all the time to put towards it the more time you put towards it the better you're going to be when you get to the track and that's really that's just all there is to it so yeah a lot of uh, most of your races are one at the shop for sure you don't really win them on mm-hmm. the racetrack you win them with your preparation and it seems yep. like you guys uh, do a pretty good job of that uh, so. we certainly try but there's definitely uh you know definitely have room for more but we, we do our best at it anyway yeah i was wanting to talk a little bit about the national 100 you won that race down there and uh, it was a big super late model race kind of a race of attrition and you just were there at the end and uh in it when it counted you know in your video you guys pulled off the track you were you were saying you were pretty much done if that caution hadn't came out and you pulled back out there and rejoined the field and you in the last lap you were there at the end man congratulations on that one well thank you it's it certainly uh I mean, it just was wild how it all played out just from start to finish. Um, you know, the night before we um, broke a drive shaft running third in our heat race. And of course I had to break on the last lap and we coasted around there and finished seventh or eighth in the heat, whatever, just to, you know, not have to run a B main or whatever. Start started basically last in the feature and we, uh, we couldn't find the right size drive shaft. Um, the one we could find was a half an inch too short. But we figured, you know, it was, you know, close enough and would be okay. And uh, 
we put it in there uh, on Sunday to run the to run the feature, and you know went out there and just was kind of riding our time. And next thing I knew, it's like lap 45, and I'm out of out of rubber in the right rear. And so I, the car was vibrating really bad, and had a just just didn't feel good at all. And so I pulled in, and they's like, "Well, your 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 uh, rear tires are worn, uh, pretty almost down to nothing." So um, they changed the right rear. We didn't have time to time to change the left rear at that time. So they put a right rear tire on it. And I went back out, and it it was just as bad as it was. And like, uh, we I think we have an issue. You know, I think I I felt like the drive shaft being short maybe hurt something. And I'm like, I don't know. There we got something going wrong. And so I pulled back in. And as soon as I do, the caution comes out again. And uh, so they put a left rear tire on it and then put a different right rear tire on, put us new, two new rear tires on and went back out and it, it made it a little better. So I just run it to the end and, and the rest is history. You know, it was uh, it was wild how that last lap played out, but it, I'm, I will sure take it. Oh, you got to. You know, I've, I've always thought about this, uh, you know, persistence pays off and that day right there, it did, uh, yep. you know, you were there at the right time and it, it just, man, that was, that was a big win. Do you think that was probably your biggest win to this date? Uh, yeah, definitely to this date for sure. Um, you know, we've, we've won, you know, a couple decent sized crate races and a couple other super races, and, you know, this year and stuff, but that's definitely that's definitely tops them all you know um and i hope it's a sign of more to come for sure yeah well, that's a perfect segue into what i was going to say next i was going to ask you you know what is to come like are you guys gonna uh get get a super motor and try to run some more of these big shows and hit and miss i know uh you guys went to eldora a couple years ago i go to eldora every year just as a as a fan and a spectator i mean i would encourage anybody to go there and mm-hmm. and i know you guys had a good trip and i remember you mentioning on your video that we got to bring a car up here so is that something you look to do maybe in 2021 is to try to go hit some of those kind of races we definitely want to i know um you know Eldora is in ohio and we're in florida so right it's it's quite the trip from here um but that's that's we were actually wanting to go we we're trying gonna try to if everything would have been a normal season this year we we're going to try to go this past season um but with the way things turned out with all the covid and how everything was shaping up there for the dream and the world or whatever and it just wasn't in the cards for us to go up there without being able to sell t-shirts and stuff like that it just didn't make any sense so we're hoping uh maybe this coming year uh things can be cleared up a little bit and you know if we can if they can allow fans and uh we can be ready you know we we definitely want to go but that's that's you know the two races at Eldora and the dream in the world, they're just, they're, they're places I, when we go, I want to know we're taking all we got and we we're standing a, you know, a good chance to, to run respectively instead of, you know, going up there half cocked and, and making our first trip, not a memorable one. Yeah. You got to go, you got to have all your eggs in the basket when you go to that place for sure. And I, yeah. I hope that you, uh, I really do look forward to, uh, seeing you guys up there and try to tackle it. I really do. I think, uh, I think you'd have a good shot at it, uh, you know. I, and there's some other big races. I always like going to Florence, Kentucky. I think Florence would be mm-hmm. right in your wheelhouse to go to that North South 100 or one of those. I oh, mean, I always love watching the 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 races at Florence. They they, they always set races so good, and that's one place I've really wanted been wanting to go to. And um, I don't know if it happens this year or not, but I definitely want to go there for sure. Yeah, you were. 
And then you mentioned uh, selling some T-shirts and stuff. I, you know, merchandising is a huge part of what you guys are doing. I, I saw a little uh, snippet or something the other week, and y'all were shipping out stuff, and you guys were like, work, you had like a, a slave shop going on shipping orders out, and I was very impressed. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, if you went to some of those big races and had a merchandise trailer there, I don't think you'd have any problem making it worth your while. Yeah, I know. That's that's. I think that's got to be one of our next things to get is a is a merchandise trailer. That way, we you know when we go to the track, we're selling all of our t-shirts and stuff out of the trailer in the pits, and you know it's good and all because you get to meet a lot of fans, you know, face to face and shake hands and stuff like that. But you know when it comes time to race, there's still a lot of people standing around looking at you and wanting a t-shirt. So um, it kind of uh, you know for that far as that part goes, we gotta we gotta get a lot of our t-shirts and stuff up in the up in the grandstands and um stuff like that but yeah it's, i know you know our apparel sales have uh that's what that's what gets us to the racetrack and home so it's a big part of uh our operation and we couldn't do what we do without all the people buying our stuff for sure yeah i agree you got your new rig now uh that new rig is pretty cool man that's gonna take you up and down the road and i, I think that will take you to some bigger shows this year that's uh that's hope that's definitely the plan i know um you know i me and my wife are expecting our first baby here in, in may and um you know having the having the hauler there will in our you know we, we definitely were planning or planning to have that helping us you know be still be able to go racing with a with a newborn you know as much as we can versus uh racing out of a pickup truck so um that was the big deal with that is we wanted to have a, a toter home before the baby got here so we could you know uh, get back on track shortly after she gets here and keep on racing sounds good well talladega short tracks coming up this weekend the ice bowl i was wondering if you were going to that uh we're not gonna make the ice bowl man we uh, we got too much other stuff to do and um you know how it is once you once you get started once you run your first race of the year you your season's pretty much started even though you know schedules aren't week to week at that time but yeah, you, once you run your first one you're you're wide open looking for the next one so we're just not quite ready to start yet but um i'm thinking we're we're, we're thinking that our first race will be uh down at volusia in uh not not this coming weekend but next uh, we're planning on going uh i think they're running uh, thursday friday and saturday um we're, we're planning on going and running the crate uh crate car down there well cool that'll be a good place to start and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you, so speaking of Talladega Short Track, one of my favorite videos and one of my favorite things about what you guys do is you go to races and, you know, like to spectate. Like last year, you guys went to Talladega Short Track and just kind of went down there and hung out and drove the four-wheeler through the mud. And I thought that was pretty neat. And then you guys, <laughs> once you got the rig, you went to the Snowball Derby and just stuff like that. I mean, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, man. I mean, we're just... We're just like any, you know, we just like anybody else that, you know, we, we, we like, we like racing and we, we like being a part of big events. And even though we, we, you know, if we don't race them, we still like to go and, and be a part. And, uh, you know, we just, we just like racing. So, um, now we, you know, we just carry the camera around with us and keep on doing stuff, doing goofy stuff in front of the camera and, and have a good time. There you go, man. Well, we're just about out of time for this segment, but I'll give you a chance to uh, rattle off your sponsors there if you want to, Joseph. All right. Well, uh, we uh, we got to thank uh, the uh, law offices of Colin Davis, um, Three Trade Consultants, Jones Racing Products, Weir's Machine, Dirt Car Lift, um, 
dirt track bank. Uh, hold on. Uh, go lithium. I think I got them. <laughs> I'm, not, good, I'm not too good at this. <laughs> I hear you. Well, Joseph, you did a good job, man. <laughs> well, uh, we'll get you back on here later on in the year and check out, check in with you. And, uh, man, I wish you the most of luck and everything coming up with, uh, your season and, and that baby on the way and everything. And we look forward to seeing you somewhere down the road, man. Well, for sure, man. We'd, we'd like to meet y'all and shake your hand one day. And, uh, we, we, you know, we appreciate y'all for, uh, bringing us on. Absolutely. Thank you, man. All right, now. Next up on the Forward Bite Podcast, we're going to go down to Woodruff, South Carolina and call up a friend, Kelly Carlton. Kelly, you're on the line. What's going on, man? Oh, man, just uh, working away here in the office. I know you got a lot coming up. You'll you'll be headed out to the Wild West shootout in Arizona. You've got the – right after that, you've got Winter Freeze at Screven. You're going to be a big part of that Bristol Dirt Nationals event. You got the Ultimate Super Late Model Series, the SCDRA Series, and man, I recall one time you said you don't know how to say no, and I mean, it looks like you've got a lot going on right now, and that's pretty true, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, sometimes uh, it's a curse, and sometimes it's a blessing, but uh, we're gonna make the best of it. I hear you. So the Wild West Shootouts coming up next week in Arizona. We'll talk a little bit about that first. You'll. Uh, What's what's kind of your I guess walk me through uh, the your itinerary on uh, you know getting out there for you do you drive or do you uh, fly out there or do you you know do you take certain equipment uh, transponders and stuff like that or how does that work out for you? Well, no, I actually uh, will fly out um, on Friday morning um, and my, myself and Alton Wilson, who's uh, one of my regular guys, and uh, we'll head over there to. Um, on Friday night, we have our first practice night. And uh, actually, the only thing that I send out there equipment-wise is uh, they use my radios. Uh, I have about, I don't know, probably 48 of those things. And I send about 24 out there every year with all our headsets and that kind of thing. And I actually have a staff out there uh, that we use every year already set up. So, you know, it's really just a matter of getting us there and uh, getting to work. Uh and then, like I said, it's Friday night's our practice night, and then we go into the opening rounds uh, Saturday and Sunday, take a couple of days off, come back for a day, take another day off. Uh, we do have a, we have a, another practice wedged in there as kind of a optional practice for the teams, and but I'm there that night as well. Uh, just feel like if something's going on at the racetrack, I need to be there. Um, and then we finish out the weekend, and, you know, our finale this year is 25000 to win for Super Late Models. We got a heck of a field coming. I don't know if, you, if people are following the field that we got coming, man, but it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, name drop a couple of those. I've been seeing some of your content come out, and it's really impressive, some of the names that are headed out there. I saw Jonathan Davenport's headed that way, Jason Fager. And, uh, yeah, several. man, it's uh, it's been pretty uh, awesome this year. You know, it, it, the, the event's grown every year. Uh, since I've been a part of it, not not saying that I'm the reason for the growth by any means, but uh, it has. It, it, they've, they've really done a good job. Chris Kearns and, and everybody that's involved, uh, you know, they do a fantastic job with, with sponsor acquisition, and um, it, it has really allowed us to grow. But uh, you, you mentioned, you know, we got like Jason Fager coming out. A lot of the Illinois guys uh, love coming out there. Bobby Pierce, is, you know, he's there every year. He, he, he and uh, Brian Shirley. Uh, Brian Shirley obviously picked up some of bonus money last year. So did uh, Brandon Shepard, who won't be there this year, unfortunately. Uh, but we've we've tried to fill his 
fill his shoes there and got a couple more guys coming out there than, than have been coming. So, um, if everybody will go to the, the, uh, wild west shootout Facebook page, man, there's a tremendous list. We just announced today that, uh, Jared Landers will be coming out there. He's going to drive, uh, Jason Rowland's car, the 98 car. Um, so Rodney Sanders is focusing on his late model this year. The Scott brothers, uh, they'll be out there. Uh, gosh, uh, Kyle, uh, beards coming out, Mitch McGrath, uh, just a ton of guys. Like you said, Davenport and, uh, uh, guys like, uh, Jake Tim from Minnesota. They're getting out of that, that cold weather and coming down, hanging out with us. Uh, Tony Toes, Jason Pappage, just some, some really good race car drivers. Jimmy Mars, you know, he's a, he's a staple there. Billy Moyer, just going to have a great field, man. Oh, there's no lack of talent for sure coming to your race out in Arizona. And I was wondering whenever they first, whenever the World of Outlaws kind of got their schedule out and with the going to Volusia, I was wondering if that would really hurt what y'all are doing, but it don't seem like it's uh, making you miss a beat. And that's good to see that two shows can come on that early. I mean, this is January we're talking about and two really big races are going on in different ends of the country. Yeah. You know, it, it's unfortunate that that happened. Uh, you know, obviously it cost us Brandon Shepard and, um, a couple other guys that, that may have been there otherwise. Uh, you know, Kay Dillard's a big fan. Ricky Weiss is a big fan and has been coming out the last several years. Yeah. So it's a shame those guys won't get to be there, but, but, uh, I think we've, uh, I think we'll be able to coexist and and uh, both have good good events. I think so too. Well, Kelly, just for the I kind of have seen what you do on a day to day basis at the racetracks, but just for the for the folks listening, what uh, kind of walk us through like what you do on a on a race day? Sure. Well, Wild West Shootout is uh, I, I'm the uh, race director out there, but I'm also uh, over technical inspection for all of the cars there. Uh, I have a staff of four guys that, uh, work, you know, during the race to handle the actual technical part of it, but pre-race inspections, um, we do all that together. And then, um, of course I, I help out wherever I can, you know, it, whatever it needs to be done. If I need to sweep, sweep the floor, I'll do that. Or, uh, but, but I help out quite a bit with like registration and things like that. And then, uh, of course, during the event, I'm, I run the receiver and talk to the drivers of the one-way communication system, uh, you know, handle lineups and uh, you know, all the event decisions that go on during the race, um, you know, work with the scorers, that kind of thing. So uh, that's kind of the, the scope of what the Wild West is. I help out with some of the social media stuff that they do, things like that as well, where I can. Um, but that, that's kind of my, my day at wild west. It just depends on what hat I'm wearing that day, I guess. Yeah. You wear a lot of hats and one of them is Screvin motor speedway. You're involved a lot with Screvin and the winter freeze coming up. You'll get back from Arizona and then have to turn your attention right over to Screvin, Georgia. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, in fact, the week I get back, I've got to go and, and, uh, meet, uh, our, our guy that works on the PA, he's going to come and get all our PA system up and running, get all the speakers working. Uh, you know, because two weeks, we have two weekends worth of huge events, uh, down there for winter freeze 11 this year, you know, adding Tony, uh, Stewart's, uh, uh, uh the gosh, Ollie's bargain yeah, outlet, cars. Ollie's bargain outlet, all-star circuit of champions presented yeah, by man. Tony Stewart. It's a lot. Isn't it? <laughs> it is a lot to say, but it's, yeah. uh, man, it's really cool to get those guys back there. It's been a long time since they were there. Yeah. 
Uh, we've had several already tell us that they're coming. We're hoping uh, that uh, the boss man himself will get to show up. It just depends on how his schedule rolls out. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have some names there, and, and I, I can't for certain say there will be a NASCAR guy there, but there very well could be. Um, I, I, Ken Schrader is going to be racing with us in the modified stuff. Uh, Southeastern Modifiers will be there that first weekend, January 29th and 30th. And uh, he'll be racing the modified there. It'll be the debut of the 602 Bandit Series that weekend. Uh, we're it's a huge event, man. A lot of prize money, a lot of working and moving parts. Uh, but it, it's going to be a big deal. And, and if we're hoping that we draw race fans down and just keep them there all week because we're going to race. You know, we're practicing Thursday the 28th, and then we race the 29th and 30th at the dirt track. We take Sunday off, and now we're going to race at the drag race track on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Then come back to the dirt track on Thursday for another practice session, then run Friday and Saturday with Super Late Models as our headliner. Uh, Southern All-Stars on Friday night, February 5th. And then on the 6th, the Ultimate Super Late Models will open up. It's uh, 7,500 to win on Friday, 10,000 to win on Saturday. And then, of course, I cannot leave out my guys, my SCDRA guys, will be rocking and rolling for $17,000 that weekend. $17,000 for front-wheel drive four-cylinders. That's that's usually – I saw the uh, – I've been to a couple of those races there at Scraven, and those are usually – and I'm not knocking super late models by no means because that's kind of what we're what our show is about, but those guys really put on a better show than the supers a lot of times. They do, Kyle. They're really uh, – a great bunch of racers and, and you know we get guys from all over the country uh we got guys coming down from canada and as, as far west as uh texas far north well obviously canada but like minnesota and out in iowa just just guys come from everywhere for this event last year we had a guy from maine uh so it's uh, a neat event you know we had 114 cars last year i feel like we'll have a few more than that this year and uh I think we, we they've done a good job with putting on the race. They understand that, you know, they, they have to race. They can't run over each other, that kind of thing. And uh, those guys have done a real good job, you know. And I, I hope that, that we've uh, improved the safety of those cars and it keeps, uh, keeps getting better every year. We keep adding new requirements, and they keep coming through. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you next. You, uh, you've really done a great job of taking safety seriously. And another event you're involved in is that Bristol Dirt Nationals, and that's a that's a track that uh you know you don't want to you don't want to scoff at. I mean, because that's going to be a that's going to be faster speeds than these cars have probably ever thought about being built for going, and uh, safety is going to be crucial at that. And I know you're going to be a big part of that event too. Yeah, we're uh, we're real proud to be asked to do the all the technical inspection for all the divisions. Um, they've given me. Uh, free reign to take care of that. And I've actually got a staff of nine guys that'll be out there. Um, you know, we have somebody who's a crate engine specialist. We have somebody who's a modified specialist. We have an IMCA guy. Uh, you know, of course we have a couple of super late model guys and then, uh, you know, so everybody has their own specialty. We have a group that will work together and take care of, you know, close to 1600 cars. It sounds like. Wow. Yeah, that's going to take you all week to run that. What time are y'all planning on starting? About 8 a.m. every morning with heat races? Well, I, I don't think it's going to be that hard to do um, because it's actually kind of broken up. If you take a look at the schedule over on yeah. the Bristol Dirt 
uh, page there, they have the schedule broken down where it's three classes the first day, three classes the next day, three classes the next day. So it's kind of, you don't that have that sense. many new cars coming in. So you, you run three classes that first day and you'll take care of all their tech. You can kind of eliminate some six, of them. Yeah. You'll get three more the next day. Well, actually the way it works, and I know a lot of people are confused by the, the format and um, I know Barry's going to be doing a lot more information about that, but you, if you look at the schedule, each class will race the day, every day that they're scheduled on that schedule. Um, and you will earn points. So you, your cumulative points determine who transfers to those, the bigger features on Friday and Saturday. Now, of course, the super late model stuff will be a straight up format, uh, you know, qualify heat race, be main feature, but all the other classes will be going through that, uh, that points system to get to that, those big money shows. That's definitely going to be interesting. I, I think it's uh, been long overdue to have a race at Bristol, put the dirt with the dirt on it. I know when they first did it back in 2000 and 2001, I was probably only 10 or 11 years old and I knew about it and really wanted to go, but uh, I couldn't get my dad to drive us up there. And uh, he, he had to work. He was always working, driving a truck. And uh, you know, that's just, that's just part of it sometimes. But, uh, but this time here, like I'm, at all costs, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to make it to that event for sure. And I'm looking forward to seeing it because I didn't get to see it 20 years ago. So I think a lot of people probably didn't get to see it 20 years ago. And I think the place will be packed. I think, uh, I think a lot of people have that race circled on their calendar. Well, I sure hope that's the case. You know, obviously we don't know what our outlook's going to be in, in March as far as uh, any kind of restrictions or anything like that, but that's a big venue. It holds a lot of folks, so I, I think we'll be okay. I don't, I don't think we're going to sell it out. It'd be great if we did, I, but uh, I think you there's could, a lot of seats there. I think you could still put twenty thousand people in there, and it looks like it'll look like there's no one there, just spread out because I think the seating capacity there is one hundred and forty thousand. So twenty thousand is a lot of people at a dirt late model or you know a dirt race. So uh, yeah, it, I, I think sure. there'll at least be that many people want to go to it. I, I, probably more, hopefully more. You know. I, sh- I hope so. I hope so. You know, tickets go on sale uh, this Friday, the 8th. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that it, that it does very well. You know, I'm excited about the event. I was fortunate enough to be able to go back uh, back in 2000 and 2001. Um, I, I hung out with Carson Bantam for those races. And, you know, the racetrack's going to be a lot different than it was back then. Of course, you know, they changed the racetrack a few, several years ago now got rid of the concrete, paved it, changed the bank, and it was all laser-etched, and, and you know, the, the shape of it's a little different, a little less banking than it was then. And they're going to put dirt on this racetrack, and it's going to take some of the banking out of it as well. So it's going to be more around that 15 to 18-degree range of banking. So it's not going to be significantly more than a place like Whiffle, uh, definitely not more than a place like Tazewell. Um and so I think you're going to see speeds and, and kind of the things that would remind you of like a whistle, uh, maybe a PPMS up in Pennsylvania, somewhere like that speed wise. Uh, so I think we'll be okay. I, I'm really uh, encouraged that it's going to be uh, a lot safer. Don't have to worry about as many problems and issues. Um, the guys are going to work hard on the racetrack. I know that, you know, they, they just did the duel in the desert out there and, you know, I think they handled about 600 entries in, in about two days there. So 
they know how to take care of the racetrack and keep it maintained. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that event. Yeah. Any any word on when the first load of dirt's going to come into the Bristol? Uh, it actually probably in the next week, I believe, is what they said earlier. There there is a, a great podcast on uh, the Bristol Dirt Nationals page on Facebook page uh, with the with a gentleman that's actually in charge of putting the dirt on the racetrack. And he talked about, you know, the, the degree of banking and uh, the different things that you're going to be doing to get ready for it. I look, I need to listen to that. I look forward to checking that out. And yeah, I'm interested to know how many loads of dirt they're going to put on it and how they're going to prepare it. And I hope they keep us informed and show us plenty of pictures and everything and keep our mouths watering until we can get there for uh, in person. Yeah, I think a lot of that's going to be coming for sure. I got you. Well, you also run that Ultimate Super Late Model Series, and you already mentioned the first race of the season's at Scraven. I guess just tell us a tell us a couple more coming up after Scraven. What's some of the early calendar look like for you guys? Yeah, man. Uh, again, you know, uh, super excited to be a part of the Ultimate thing. That's been my gig now for 11 years, and um, I love it. Uh, I feel like we have probably one of the top regional series areas in the country, and uh, – We've got some really great guys talking about following, so I'm excited about it. But like you said, February 6th, we'll be at the Winter Freeze, 10,000 a win. And then uh, April the 10th, we'll move over to Lakeview Motor Speedway for a 5,000 a win show. Uh, we're doing the Jack Strip Memorial a little earlier this year. It'll be April 17th over at Modoc Raceway. And then coming up April 30th, we have a doubleheader April 30th, May 1st. April 30th will be the Ronnie Brookshire Memorial at Lawrence County Speedway. May 1st, we'll be at Lancaster Motor Speedway for a 4,000 win show. And then May 8th, we go to the place your mama warns you about, Cherokee Speedway, uh, for a 5,000 show. Uh, then the one that I'm pretty excited about, and I know a lot of people are, May 14th, we're doing the road to Jamaica, which will be 5,000 to win on Friday night at Natural Bridge Speedway in Natural Bridge, Virginia, which will be followed up by May 15th, King of the Commonwealth, which I'll be saying on your show for the first time, is now 20000 to win. Um, there you go, breaking news. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allude to, I expect to see a six-car from North Carolina there. There you go. You heard it here first, wow. everybody. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, but, but they can go check out our entire schedule at ultimatesupers.com. I do have, I think I'm going to have another big announcement, uh, maybe even after tomorrow, um, about another event that we're planning to add uh, at a pretty big venue. So hopefully I'll uh, be able to do that tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I'll text it to you and let you break it on your page or something. There you go. I appreciate it. Yeah, Kelly, I, I've uh, you know I've wanted to have you on this show since we got started. Uh, I've been a good friend of you for a long time, and you know honestly, we just scratched the surface on what you've got coming up over in the future. But I want to get you back on here at another time and hear about your past. And I know you've got a lot of good stories to tell. I mean, you were uh, the series director for Southern All Stars there for a long time, and uh, kind of ran around with Dwayne Hommel and a bunch of that kind of stuff. And I mean, there's. I mean, I'm sure we could go on for an hour just telling some good old-fashioned stories about how you got your start. But I just wanted to get you on here today to kind of preview what you got coming up. And and in the near future, uh, you can pencil it in on your calendar somewhere. We're going to get you back on here, Kelly, maybe live in the studio if you want to come up to Mooresville. And uh, we'll do it one evening, and we'll have, uh, we'll have a lot of fun. 
Yeah, man, absolutely. I, I you know, I've become one of my favorite uh, podcasts to listen to. I try to tell everybody they need to check it out. You've done a real good job with the program. And, uh, man, you know, I, Brownie Brown's uh, been a friend a long time. Obviously, I'm privy to some, some stuff you got coming up, too. So that's pretty neat. I think it's uh, if you're a fan of dirt racing at all, you're really going to love that one when you get it done. So I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'll be glad to come up and hang out with you anytime. Another edition of the Forward Bike Podcast is in the books for this week. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. We'll see you next week.